0: Get some community feedback? Yeah
1: oh yeah like we've been doing some sweet community outreach Web tomorrow sponsored about five million dollars worth of uh, babies being born in South America. Welcome to the Web of Tomorrow. I'm your host, Riley Caraschio. And I'm Adam Harris. Today we're going to be talking about functions, but we're going to do something a little bit different today and do a little bit of a GitHub highlight. We're going to feature something that's trending on GitHub
0: so you can check it out. Adam, hit it. All right, there's a cool repo on GitHub that's trending today. It, the, the organization is JavaScript Society Repos JavaScript Path. So um, it's basically just a list of books to master JavaScript development. Cool. And uh, some of them are free and some of them are paid. The first one on here is Eloquent JavaScript, which we've mentioned before. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so check it out and start that. It's JavaScript Society slash JavaScript Path.
1: Dude, that's awesome. That is like super... Relevant <laughs> to us right now. That's so funny.
0: Yeah, and one of these is functional programming, which is something I've been really wanting to get into.
1: Functional programming. It's where it's at. Modular, functional, everything. Because along with
0: today, we're talking about functions?
1: Yeah, we are talking about functions today. Cool. So what's a function? So a function, according to Mozilla, Firefox, so the developer network, I'm going to do this in my best definition voice possible. Generally speaking.
0: Wow. Why don't you speak a little bit more? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like when you're typing in front of people and you've been typing amazing all day, yeah. but the moment you need to show someone like a string or a statement or a, s- a string of functions or something, I don't know, you all of a sudden fat finger the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Get it all out. Get it all out. All right. Generally speaking, a function is a subprogram that can be called by code external or internal in the case of recursion to the function. Like the program itself, a function is composed of a sequence of statements called the function body. Values can be passed to a function, and the function can return a value. So let's put a little bit of a highlight. <laughs> I See how I just come in and out of character? It's awesome. Um, let's do a little bit of highlight, though. Values can be passed to a function, and the function can return a value. That's probably the most simple part of that that definition that we're going to start off with.
0: Yeah, well, I, first, I, I just really like how it's called a sub-program, right? Because you can write a program completely without functions. Yeah, right? that's true. Just first do this, next do this, next do this, next do this. Just straight line down the page, but function is a little mini program and you can call that anytime you want. I think the best analogy I've heard for a function is that it's kind of like you're a boss as the programmer and functions are your assistants and so you just you tell the assistant you give the assistant instructions one time. That's like uh, when you first write the program. When you first write the function, it's when you're giving the assistant the instructions. And then you just tell the assistant from then on, you just tell them to do it. And they already have the instructions to do it.
1: Cool. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, so a function, a good example of a function is, say that you're trying to do an arithmetic uh, something or other. And, uh, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about how a function is built and what it can do. So in this case, I've got uh, some parameters. It, my parameter will be uh, x and, and then some arguments. So those are the actual values that I'm going to throw in there, ultimately. But say that I want to find out what 5 plus x equals at any given time, at, you know, at any point in time. So you might whatever. call this function add5. Yep, add5. So variable add5 equals function... And then I'm going to do a parenthesis with my parameter of x, and then uh, and this parameter can be pretty much anything you want. It just has to represent. Uh, it's more for your purpose of following the function, and what you sh- or what you're actually going to be throwing in there, or what is going to get thrown in there. So in this case, x is what's going to accept a an argument a, a value that will go in there. Um, so. So we say 5 plus x equals what? So 5 plus x in and of itself equals nothing, right? And so if I wanted to find that answer, what I can do now, now that I've built out this function, this add5 function, is that what you said originally? Yeah, add5. Add5 function, uh, I can go into my console, so I build out this function, and then I take add5 parentheses and throw in 5, uh, semicolon, and then pr- hit enter. What do you think will happen? It would return ten. It will return
0: ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so actually, let's talk about what's in that function. What's the code that's in that function? It would be something like return x plus five, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. That's that's true. That's a big point. Is yes. So actually, technically, it is doing that what I asked it to do, but you're not gonna see it unless you use some keywords that, and not to be confused with keys and objects like I used in our previous week, yeah. but I'm just saying keywords like uh, return, console.log, alert. Uh, yeah, so
0: JavaScript has all these, they're basically reserved words. You can't use these words for variable names or anything because they're part of the language.
1: Exactly. And they're, they're objects, I guess, in and of themselves. They're functions in and of themselves already. Methods that have been, Pre yeah, sort of created operators
0: or yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly. So if I put alert uh, five plus x, and x being you know my what I'm allowing uh, an argument to look. X being what I'm allowing to accept as like accept values. Um, So. Uh, in this case, then when I put add five parentheses and throw another, let's say six in this case, semicolon and hit enter, then it's going to throw up a pop up window that gives me that arithmetic. So it would be 11.
0: Oh, so now you're talking about like doing a, uh, an alert?
1: Yeah, so yeah, one of could, the most common things that people do is I was just giving you an example that we've used in the past, yeah. but what most people commonly do is return. Yeah,
0: yeah. so a function can accept as many variables into it as you want, or none, and then it can return none or one things. So it doesn't have to return anything, but it can return one thing if it wants to. Or you can do something else. You can, It can just do a console log, or it can do an alert, or it can just manipulate the web page or something and return nothing.
1: Yeah, so technically... So this is where we're getting into true programming. This is where we're trying to create a sub program that will activate within our code at certain points of time. So another really good example for functions that kind of highlights how a program is, uh, sorry, a function is a sub program. So you have a page full of content and you have a search bar that you want to pull certain things uh, so say I'm searching for names in a database, uh, I have created, what I would have done is create a function that uh, accesses those names in a database. And that database can be a uh, <laughs> JSON uh, document. So JSON is just a way of storing um, much mm-hmm. like in, yeah, just storing data. Let's yeah. just keep it simple that, like that. And so I've, I have have this function that um, when I put a name into that search bar, it returns the name that I'm looking for along with, I guess, any information that may be attached to that uh, name as well. Yep. So that's a, that's a purpose of a function, and obviously functions can have many different types of uh, purposes and uses.
0: So I kind of want to talk about the difference between a function statement versus a function expression. Okay, because when you you described the syntax there, um, I think basically what you're describing was a, a function statement, because you said var add five equals function.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're right. saying
0: that's a variable that equals this function, and that's like a complete statement. Exactly, and it has in, like in a JavaScript. function body, and so that's a so that's a function statement. But I think what's more common and maybe a little bit easier to work with is where you just say Function and then the name of the function, and then you've got the parentheses and the brackets.
1: Yeah, I think most people use that for speed. So, if uh, so, the more common way of being taught it in, in classes is you know, that I get a little bit, I guess now I'm like lisping. Uh, I guess the more lengthy version. But yeah, you can take function and, and name it just right there. Yeah. And then
0: so what can be confusing about a function expression is that you can't call that function before it was defined. Right.
1: It doesn't get hoisted so up.
0: So I, I said that wrong. With a function statement, you can't call it before it was defined because it's a variable. Wait, repeat that once again. With a function statement you can't call it before it was defined. But with a normal just expression where you just say function whatever, you can actually call it before you define it, which is nice sometimes. Sometimes you want to put all your functions at the bottom of your code, just kind of get them out of the way, and then call them up above.
1: So explain that a little bit more in detail then, because some of, so, some people might not understand hoisting and since we haven't even talked about that and yeah. where that comes into... So let's talk
0: about variable hoisting. Um, when you say... Var uh, add five equals a function. Basically, what happens is that at the very top of the file, JavaScript, maybe we should
1: talk about global versus. Let's talk about scope. Yeah, let's talk about scope. Which, and then let's throw in some global versus. Uh, yeah. Global versus local.
0: If you define a variable inside of a function. And that variable is only accessible inside that function.
1: Yeah, so let's just explain that a little bit. Let's say variable number equals five. There and you. then in our arithmetic uh, example, if I did do variable number, so if I put number in that function, then it would be five, because I called it globally. I made it outside of the function. But if I go into the function as well, and take that that variable number and give it a new value, like 6, within that function, variable number will represent 6. So (laughs) it's it's a hard thing to understand, hosting and scope and all of that, but what you need to understand is that if something, so if a variable is called outside of a function, it is global. If a variable is called inside of a function, then it's typically local. Although that's also necessarily, not necessarily true, it's kind of tricky.
0: Yeah, it depends on if inside the function you use the var keyword, then it's local. If you don't use the var keyword, you're just still accessing the global one. Exactly, yeah. And if you don't use the var keyword at all, then JavaScript says, all right, I'll just hoist this all the way up to the global scope. Yeah. I'll create a new variable, because I don't see that there's a variable named this already, and it's global. And a lot of uh, advice would
1: be centered around making as little as as possible global, using things in a global way as little as possible, and making most of your things local as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, making everything global might seem easier when you're first starting out, but it'll really start to muck things up. And it will honestly
1: be what you do for a long <laughs> time, but... Uh, But then once you start getting the grasp of local stuff, and this is very important to functions uh, because functions can um, get really messed up with global and local uh,
0: kerfuffling. (laughs) Yeah. And then another thing that might be confusing as far as variable scope goes, if you're used to some other language similar, like um, C or Java, is that the only scope in JavaScript, this is ES5 is functions. In ES2015, there will be block scoped, which means that you can have variables that only exist within a for loop or only exist within, I don't know, a certain block other Mm. than a function. Different cases of of, uh, scope. Yeah, Yeah. so in ES2015, you can use the let keyword and it will be scoped to that block. Gotcha. Which is beyond
1: me, even. I haven't really... I mean, not... That is like beyond comprehension, but like I haven't even done anything with that, or not much even, Um, but, but yeah, why why are we talking about this again? We were talking about it in the in the realm of of functions. Function
0: statements and expressions.
1: Okay, yeah, exactly. So function statements and expressions. How is that? uh, Let's tie that all back into those function statements and expression comment you made.
0: So if you just use a normal function expression, where you say function then function name then you can call that function from anywhere, whether you call it before or after that function was defined. And that's really nice. But if it's a function statement where it's var function name equals a function, then you can only call it after it was defined. Otherwise, that, will, that function name, it, it gets hoisted to the top, and it's actually equal to undefined. So if you try to call it before it's defined, it will say, undefined is not a function. And you'll have a whole world of confusion. And actually now... um, I thought I did a
1: really good job with that function. What happened? (laughs) Because it's going to tell you undefined. And when we say undefined, we mean that when you're using your developer tools, it will tell you it's undefined.
0: Yeah, and it used to say, in Chrome developers, it used to say undefined is not a function. But they've updated that now where it will say, like, add five is not a function. Gotcha. It's super nice so you can tell what went wrong.
1: If you want to play around with functions and start just doing random stuff, because you can do a lot of really cool, fun, um, variability-type things, random assignment-type things. Uh, some really common, what we call toy problems, are such things like pendulums or you know taking a string and uh, flipping it around. And so you can do all sorts of weird stuff uh, that lets you just practice creating functions that may not necessarily have any specific use case, but it exercises a lot like a math problem. But don't, not to be confused with the the requisite math skills or anything like that. Math skills definitely do help, but um, but yeah, there's like toy problems out there that you can practice with, and if you look them up,
0: they're, they can be pretty fun as well. Yeah, one of the most common ones is fizz buzz. Yeah, fizz buzz. I'm not familiar with the pendulum. The pendulum? Yeah.
1: What's Um, that? Maybe I just think of it as a pendulum, but it's when you take a string, like you take a function that accepts a string as its argument and then flips it around.
0: Oh, it's like a palindrome. That's
1: actually what I meant to say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Palindrome. Yeah. Pendulum would be, I guess pendulum would mean that you actually produce both, but... You know, so you get one going the one way and the one going the other way. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> you can do all sorts of things. You can honestly do whatever you want with functions. I, I did a
0: toy problem uh, recently that I really liked where the input is a time, like 105. Yeah. And then the output is a fuzzy time where it would say five past one.
1: So you use different wording here. This is, this is cool because this is honestly something that uh, developers do do. So we said that uh, you know you ex- your function accepts an argument, right? That is an input. Yeah. So when you throw something in there, that's an input. And then your output is what your function shoots out. Yeah, what it after, returns. yeah whatever it returns.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, and you can kind of think of functions as like a black box, like a machinery. Like if you're using a function, you can think of it as a black box. All you need to know is what's the input and what's the output. So if you're using like JavaScript's built-in functions like absolute value... Or math.abs. Yeah. It's a black box to you, but as long as you know the input and output, you can use it. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and they have several of
1: those that could be used within functions in many different ways. So, functions can be used within functions, and functions can be used within functions, Functions. and objects can be thrown into functions, and And functions (laughs) can be thrown into objects, and (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. You can pass functions into functions. You can return functions from functions.
1: Functions can can return themselves. Functions can call themselves. Functions can call themselves.
0: The uh, the definition there kind of mentioned recursion, which is calling a function calling itself. And uh, JavaScript can can kind of break if you get a recursive function that calls itself too many times. Because it builds up this stack, and mm-hmm. then it just crashes.
1: Yeah, your browser will just crash. Yeah.
0: Even if you're using just your console. In ES2015, they're going to have proper tail calls. Which, all that means is, you're able to do... If you write your recursive functions correctly, you're able to do it in a much more efficient way, where it won't be able to crash.
1: So, I did want to talk about something that I kind of just jokingly offhand mentioned. Uh, but functions and objects... That's when we start getting into something called methods. And uh, so, Adam, talk a little bit about what a method is.
0: Yeah, a method is just a function that is attached to an object. Yeah. So, actually, um, I mentioned absolute value or math.abs. That's a function. ABS is a function of the math object. Sorry. ABS is a method of the math object.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I guess, let's think of an example. Maybe, like, an example could be, like, an everyday example could be if you uh, click on the, a person's name in Twitter. And this is obviously not, I don't know if this is something that actually happens right now. But you click on someone's name and then automatically uh, it creates a, uh, like, tweet box. So that you're able to tweet them, so that would be kind of like a, a method, right?
0: I mean, it could be. It depends on what the code looks like. Yeah, could just be. Could just be a function. Could be. Could be no functions. Probably not. They probably use functions.
1: Yeah, almost um, certainly.
0: I, let me just go to a really trivial example. Okay. Um, say you've got a dog object, and the dog has a, a property of name. So you name the dog. Leia, Leia. That's my dog's name. <laughs> so dog dot name is Leia, and then um, what else can you do? Maybe a few more properties like its its age and weight. Those, so those are properties. So those are just values. But so those
1: properties have the keys attached to them. So the key in this case, uh, dog dot name, the name is is the key, and the uh, property or the value of that key is uh, yeah. Leia.
0: And so then you could actually add some methods to that object by just saying that uh, you give it a key of bark, but the mm-hmm. value for that would be a function. yeah. And it could do console log bark or alert bark.
1: yeah. the function just every time you call
0: that dog. object or that dog you dog bark. dog bark, and then you put the parentheses on the end to invoke that function. yep or call that function or, or make it do its thing yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the that's the interesting thing. That's where we're getting into really like true programming is you know it has this process to it uh, that can seem kind of confusing, but it uh, it comes out as you know say you have a button that's attached to that object dog dot bark and you click it and every time you do it alerts rough rough I don't know but yeah. uh, that's what's going on in the background and uh, methods are really cool they're uh, reusable code that you can throw all over the place so you know you got dog dot bark that you're using in this one button uh, or maybe you got like your Tamagotchi <laughs> you know back in the day oh, you created like a browser version of Tamagotchi and every time you pet quote unquote you do this pet action on this dog it activates dog dot bark, and that dog goes rough rough
0: yeah you, you should know? make that
1: i should make that huh yeah so it already has been that's not fun
0: <laughs> i see that's the thing with like these toy projects it doesn't matter if someone's done it that's before, true right that's it's, true. it's for it's for fun and it's for your own learning and personal benefit and i would encourage people to throw the all those projects up on, on github as you're making them do it in the open source It's uh, it's a lot of fun that way
1: yeah, because that practice is ultimately what makes perfect. Yeah. I'm going to be like Donald Trump and coin that, try to copyright it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's functions so far. Functions are going to show up all over the place in our next in our future discussions. And uh, they are the um, meat, I
0: guess. Yeah, um, I've heard it said a code. lot that functions are first-class citizens in JavaScript. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. They're what you're going to be most interested in. You're going to want to look at them and see what's going on. Um, Yeah, so thank you for joining us for this probably pretty difficult and confusing discussion. Uh, Go read about it. Go to that GitHub page and access a bunch of those awesome free books that will teach you a lot about functions like eloquent JavaScript. So good. Yeah, probably the best. One of my favorite ones. I I was about to say the best one, but that's not true. They're constantly getting better and better. So yeah. there's lots of good uh, stuff out there. So yeah. Um, All right. Stay curious. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we're going to talk to Jake Gandoff and talk about why JavaScript is his favorite programming language.
0: It should be interesting.
1: It's going to be magical. <laughs>